UFC Roundup. What's up, everybody? I'm Paul Felder, Michael Chiesa here. We've got a huge UFC pay-per-view coming up in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Me and Michael aren't going to be there. Are you going to be there, Michael? Nope. I'm sitting this one out, Paul. Unfortunately, I would love to be there because I have been to a UFC at the Garden before when GSP fought Michael Bisping, and it was is definitely my favorite event I've ever been to. It's a special place to watch fights. It is a very special place. I have also been able to be there, call fights um, in that building. I've worked the desk in that building, and the atmosphere is second to none. The amount of celebrities that show up, the place is packed. Um, it does suck if you're early on the prelims, though, because it's it's like Vegas, where big pay-per-view card, people are cool, everyone's out doing their thing and shows up for the main card. So it's tough if you're one of those early fighters to get things going. But, well, but um, on a side note, though, being in New York, before we move on, any any prelim fighters watching this show, there will be one fan in attendance for the very first fight, and that'll be Action Bronson. That guy's a diehard fight fan. So anytime there's fights at the Garden, he is like front row, center, ready before the first fight to even walk out. So, I, And I love that. You can always tell yeah. who really are the actual diehards of the sport itself and just don't want to be there for the rest of it. And, you know, there's casual fans, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a casual celebrity fan, but you can tell who who really wants to be there for for every single fight um it was supposed to be john jones and steve amiochis this weekend unfortunately it is not we still have an incredible main and co-main event this weekend but dude it is definitely different john has a legit injury so real quick we'll just kind of glance over that man what was that torn, torn pec correct he, he, yeah basically tore i think it was like the tendon that connects like the pec to your shoulder and I yeah. mean, there's a viral clip of it on the internet. It was definitely a weird wrestling exchange where I think he just kind of had his arm a little too deep on the underhook and he just, you saw a weird little motion and John's as tough as they come. You know, this is the type of guy where people can say what they want about John Jones, but I guarantee this guy has fought and injured before he's had grueling injuries throughout his career in itself. So for him to withdraw from a fight of this magnitude, I mean, yeah, it's very, very valid and it's, it's smart of him for this, at this stage of his career. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, Stipe, Stipe came out and he was kind of uh, perplexed that he didn't even get offered to go and fight one of these interim guys um, in, in the co-main event. Uh, but I think we all know why. I mean, you're Stipe. Listen, but you are either going to be the big show or we're going to put you off until we can make you the absolute show and not just some, you know, not that there's anything wrong with fights that are put together last minute, but I think he's earned the respect and the right to kind of have enough time to prepare for his opponents and, and, and do that thing. He's potentially one of the greatest heavyweights ever, if not. Well, on ever. paper, he, on paper, he is for sure. Yeah. But I, I think it's smart to keep that fight together. Cause there's yeah, I want to see it. I want to see that fight. It's two, two of the best of all time fighters. Yeah. So in, and to be honest with you, I think, it, I think it works out best for all the heavyweights that Sergey and, and Tom Aspinall, they get to fight each other and settle out who's next instead of having to potentially go through both of those guys. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a great wow. fight. And the, and the, of course the main event or the new main event, new uh, main event, Alex Bajeda versus uh, my boy, Yuri Prohaska. I mean, and the, the good thing about them is they're already preparing for a title fight, five yeah. rounds. Nothing really changes for them other than, Hey, just a, a lot more shine and a bigger spotlight for these guys. Let's let's just jump right in with the co-main, yeah. though. We were just kind of talking about it real quick. Tom Aspinall stepping in on relatively short notice. Obviously, against probably one of the craziest punchers in all of UFC, uh, Sergey Pavlovich. This is an awesome fight, and this is a fight that we've kind of all been rumoring and been talking about for a long time. Is this what's next for Tom? 
And Tom finally just gets forced to be like, yeah, this is, this is the fight. Let, we have to go and fight each other. And you get to do it at Madison Square Garden. Obviously, Aspinall has been kind of our headliner over in Europe and over mm-hmm. in the UK and doing that thing. This is a great opportunity for both guys uh, to really go and show out and go from being these heavyweights on the cusp of being great, on the cusp of being the next contender. Now you get to do it at the Garden. You get to do it on a huge pay-per-view and really prove that you're next in line and then get the microphone and make a huge call out. What are your thoughts on this matchup, Michael? And who do you think benefits from it being kind of put together last minute, if if that makes sense? No, it makes total sense because when you talk about both of these guys and you kind of alluded to, you know, these guys are stepping in on short notice. They haven't had a five-round championship-level camp. But just looking at my little notes here to the side, Sergey Pavlovich has six straight first-round knockouts. So I'm definitely going to say that he's got the advantage headed into this fight because he's a fast starter and he's proven it in his last six fights. But Tom Aspinall is also a guy that's never fought to a decision in his pro career. So these are both guys that everyone, if you're a fighter, you want to get in there and get out as fast as you possibly can. But both of these guys really embody that, especially Sergey Pavlovich. So I think the short notice, I think it isn't going to work against him as much as it could against Tom. But I think either way, someone's someone's getting their light shut off that fight for sure. Yeah, I think, and I think this is a great opportunity for both guys to show a wrinkle to their game that, like you kind of alluded to, they haven't really gotten to show. I think for for Tom, he's gotten the knock guys out. He's gotten the sub, but really he hasn't been able to show that he can drag things out. He can make it ugly. He can get in there, clinch, take guys down, control them on the ground. I think this is a fight where obviously it's going to start on the feet. He's got to show that he's got enough striking prowess to get through the power of Sergey, but I think this is a great opportunity for Tom to show off his grappling, show off his wrestling, try to get this fight to the ground, use your ground and pound, set up another submission. Um, and for Sergey, he's had a lot of big wins against big power punchers himself. And if he can go out there and stifle a guy like Aspinall, who's just so well-rounded, then it really shows like, okay, the winner of this truly is going to be ready for somebody like Stipe or somebody like John Jones, who can just do everything. So this, this is just the perfect fight. For both these guys at this point in their career, they've both built up to this. They get to do it in New York. I I, I think it's such an awesome co-main event. And the one thing, too, about it, Paul, is I know Morgan's telling us to move on, but John's going to be out a long time. So that leaves Stipe out for a long time. So I wouldn't be surprised whoever wins this interim heavyweight title fight. I wouldn't be surprised if they fight Cyril Gong before John Jones comes back because you have to keep the movement. You can't keep a guy like Cyril Gong just waiting in the wing. So Smart business move by the UFC, putting those guys on the shelves, let these young guys start fighting for the title, let the big dogs get it done later on down the road. Yeah, and obviously the main event now, um, Alex Pereira and uh, crazy man himself, the samurai, Yuri Prohaska is back in action. And you want to talk about two of the greatest characters that we have in all of the UFC, yet alone just the light heavyweight division. These guys, stone-faced killer in Pareda, and then this just samurai Bushido spirit warrior maniac living in dark rooms. Me and Michael were discussing before the show, where is he peeing and pooping? We're not entirely sure, <laughs> but I don't think somebody like Gary Prosca is too worried about it. Great main event, dude. Not John oh. Jones and Stipe. But, I, I mean, I cannot wait to see how it shakes out. No, I'm tuning in. Dude, Yuri's nuts. 
like he got lost in Mount Charleston for like 10 hours during the winter. Like he just went on a hike by himself and like was not in like the adequate boots and just like got astray for half a day. I mean, expect the unexpected from Yuri as how he lives his life and as a fighter. I mean, the guy's an absolute madman. I've been following him since his his years in Ryzen. And, you know, he made a lot of waves on the Japanese scene. But to see him get to this level against the top 205ers in the world is very impressive because he definitely does not have a safe style. His style, no. he, he puts himself in harm's way in many ways when he's out there. But, man, it's working for him. Yeah. Uh, unpredictability is definitely yes. something that is on his side. Um, and we're going to talk this and more in five rounds and let's just get into it. You know, yeah, let's, 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 let's rip it. Let's we get our five rounds. we got some good questions from the fans. Guys, remember, post your questions too. Me and Michael will always tweet about it, but don't hesitate. Anytime we got a pay-per-view coming up on a Tuesday, get us those questions. Uh, with McK with a win, Mackenzie Dern should fight Tatiana Suarez just because the clash, that clash of grappling styles will be brilliant. Um, that is that is an awesome clash of styles. Just the the dog wrestler and Tatiana Suarez, and obviously the jujitsu pedigree of Mackenzie Dern. Uh, that is a matchup I'd love to see, and uh, I, it's one that could end up playing out on the feet. To be completely honest with you, so you always got to remember that when people want these fights with the grappling matchups, they tend to end up not being grappling matchups. So you've got to always be careful what you wish for in those fights. Could end up being a very mediocre kickboxing fight. Well, especially Mackenzie, because ever since she's gotten with Jason Perillo, she's definitely fallen in love she with her She thinks hands. she's a kickboxer, yeah. She thinks she's a kickboxer. And it's work starting to work, but don't forget yeah, your She's not. You're like one of the best <laughs> black belts, male or female, in the UFC. And look, that fight does sound fun. But Tatiana Suarez has bigger fights ahead of her at the moment. She could potentially be next to face the champ, Zhang Wei Li. We don't know if Yang Zhanan and her are going to fight. I mean, she's she actually fought in two weight classes. She came back and fought Montana at 125. So Tatiana's got a lot of options. But I think Mackenzie would have to earn her way to get to Tatiana Suarez. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, and Mackenzie is coming on, the, you know, bring, bringing um, – I'm just pulling up her record right now too. Um, she's coming off a win over Angela Hill, but, uh, Jessica Andrade has not been her, her usual self as of late by any stretch. Uh, so she's got to go out there. I think for Mackenzie Dern, at least this is a great opportunity for Andrade to get back in, into the wing column and go get a big W and, and prove that she still belongs in the mix. But if she loses and Mackenzie Dern goes out there and gets a lackluster performance, I think it doesn't really prove much. I think even McKenzie has got to go out there and kick her ass, to be completely honest with you, if she wants to be considered for these bigger fights and get considered to be even in the title picture at 115 pounds. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to take a marquee win and a yeah. solid performance. And for Andrade, like you said, with all due respect, she's an amazing fighter, but she's, you know, her record's been patchy as of late. If you're going to fight somebody that's in that position, you have to go out and not just pitch a shutout. You got to go out and get a finish. So yeah. while that has happened to Jessica in a, a few of her previous fights, like recently, that's not necessarily, that doesn't mean that's going to happen. So Mackenzie's going to have to, you know, put together a good game plan and fight smart. Don't be a boxer. If you're fighting Don't Jessica Andrade, use your black belt. Seriously though. Yeah. Mackenzie, use your grappling. Use yeah. your grappling. It's what we came to see. It's yeah. what you're good at. Use your punches to set up your grab. Absolutely. Round, Round two. two. Round two. Uh, who you got in the co-main and why? 
Uh, I'll leave the dance on this one, Polly. Um, who do I think wins in the co-main event? Mm, I definitely got to go with Sergey. Like I said, I, I said at the top of the show, I think that it favors him given that he has six first round finishes in his last six fights. Um, so I think the short notice isn't going to hamper him and uh, deviate away from his strengths. Interesting. I like it. I like it. I'm going Tom Aspinall on that one. Mm. And I, I, I think, think he knows how to deal with a big puncher. I think he's got enough power to win by knockout as well. I think he's so freaking fast. I do think, though, not having a full camp, I don't know how it's going to affect him. He hasn't had to do that yet. He's had lots of preparation before in his fights. But he said something, you know, he's been training for how many years? This is this is the first time he's had to do this. These are the kind of opportunities that really, you know, prove that you're always ready, that you're ready to be at the top, that you're willing to take these challenges. And he's a scary, Sergey's a scary mother effort to be facing. So I, I like that Tom was willing to just jump in there, take it. It proves to me that he, I think he really is ready to be facing the absolute elites at, at, in the heavyweight division. And I think he, listen, do I think Sergey can go in there and, and get a big KO? Absolutely. But I just think Tom is too good everywhere and if the fight continues on, even though it's a short notice, I just think he's conditioned enough to to drag it on if it has to go in the later rounds and use his grappling, use his wrestling. But Sergey touches that chin, man. He's a he's an absolute monster. Well, that's the only reason I'm picking Sergey is if you give Aspinall full camp, I'm assuming that he's going to go out and use his grappling. It's kind of been his ace up his sleeve that he hasn't really used too much. That's like yeah. his, that's his roots. He started as a grappler. And this is the type of guy, Sergey Pavlovich, that you want to take down. You want to drown this guy on the mat. I just go with the short notice. That's a hard thing to do. Because if, if this guy ends up lasting 25 minutes, if you constantly having to wrestle him, take him down, ride him, everything that comes with being a grappler, it's tough yeah. to do on short notice. So that's kind of why I lean Sergey. But hey, there's only one way to find out, I guess. We want to find out. Tune in by that pay-per-view. Tune in by the pay-per-view. I'm still debating. I might, I might take the train up on Saturday and just sit behind the, the commentary desk. Uh, Must be because nice. obviously, Jared, shout out to Jared Gordon. Obviously, he's a, one of my good buddies. Going to be fighting on the prelims as well. Pat Sabatini, I think, is still on the card too. Guy from my 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 homeboy from Philly, um, who's been crushing yeah, you, it. Yeah, you who you else? Over, dude, you got you got your boys against fight. Diego Lopez. Yeah, it's a great fight. Who else is? I don't want to forget anybody. I know we had a few other guys that were on the card. Jared. No Pat. Oh, uh, well, and for anybody out there, I know we're, we're not, probably not going to talk about it. Bola, bro. Come on now. Come on. That's my guy. They're Holy both my guys. Actually. I like How both those guys I, a lot. How do we forget that one? Man, Dude, that's going to be I know. a good fight. Dude, that's I, a good fight. That's fight of the night right there. Yeah, Even if it's sure. 45 seconds, I think it gets fight of the night. Even No, no matter what. Um. But yeah, shout out to my guys. So man, uh, the more I think about it, maybe I will. Maybe I will make that train ride. It's just so late. East Coast pay per views. Anyway, moving on. Next round. Next I could talk how tired and old I am all all day long. <laughs> Alex Pereira is three and zero at MSG. Shows he's been a star since day one and can handle that energy. What aspects of his game do you? think have improved over his UFC career, including his confidence in front of huge crowds. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think he's tailor made for these types of moments, man. He's had big kickboxing fights. He came right in and immediately worked his way up to the top, uh, you know, on a mission, right? He was chasing Izzy when he got in, he knew what he was here for. 
So the guy has been chasing the spotlight since the jump. Um, if you've ever seen him, pressure doesn't seem to bother the guy. I think he's thriving in there. He's had a real crap life that he worked through. I think he had a real bad alcohol problem, was like worked in like a tire shop when he was younger. Like he's been through it. The fact that he gets to make a ton of money and fight the best guys in the world and be a, a badass martial artist, he's he's living it up when he's in there. Um, and I just think he's showing that he's working on everything, right? Working with Glover on those guys in Connecticut, you can tell that his overall game is getting better. Early on, he, he was definitely just more of a kickboxer. Now you're seeing him get takedowns. He's, he's able to stay calm on the ground when he gets to conserve his energy, even at altitude and stuff, and go on and win fights. Um, I think it's just composure is going to be there. He's been in these moments before. I think these are things that are really going to help him out. And having fought there that many times, it, that's huge, Michael. That's huge. Yeah, it's crazy for him to be 3-0 and at MSG. That is nice. And, and he's only had how many fights? So he's fought in the spotlight, like, majorly. And I, for, I mean, you kind of hit everything on the head. It's, it's, it's him coming from a sport as one of the best as a two – uh, two titles in, in glory kickboxing so he's used to being the champion he's used to being in main events co-main events packed arenas but where i think he's made a lot of improvements is him like embracing his stoic personality yeah like, he's like the way he's starting to kind of put himself out there it's making him such a fan favorite and he doesn't do a lot and he doesn't, doesn't say do a lot. he and just knows who he is in a sport that's filled with people that love the connors and the patties and the guys that say a lot and do a lot the way that he is like just his stoicness and the way he's just running with it and presenting it to the world. I love it. It makes people want to tune in more to see him because we all know he's a badass fighter. Yeah. But he's got a good little fan base going with, with the way that like the, the, uh, do you see the video of him with the, he's like my child. It's like the, like the, the, the concrete statue stone thing. Yeah. 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 And he's, I, 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 love, I love everything about him. And again, these are two guys. I think me and you could not say enough about, uh, about how we like both their styles. Wait, I know we're supposed to be talking about this, but I want to talk a little bit about Prohaska peeing in a corner for a week straight in the dark room. Um, and you know what's crazy? He was reading the whole time. Now think about that. How was he reading, Michael? Man. No, he wasn't. I'm making that part. I was like, you got to be kidding me, Paul. <laughs> oh, man. He projects his chi, which creates the light, which mm. then he reads from, Michael. That makes You're not sense. there yet? You're not, I did not know that. yet. It's, it's wow. his, it's a, he uses his fire chakra. I, I thought you've been in, I thought you've been in the martial arts long enough that you could, uh, spell. Morgan says, speaking of Yuri, round four, let's see what round four is. Michael, you should get excited about this one. I'll I am, you. dude. I've been dying to talk about him. Yuri is an amazing <laughs> fighter and has great chances this weekend. But when he first appeared in the UFC, what were your guys' first impressions of him? Did you expect him to reach these great heights with his wild fighting style? I'm pretty sure I'm beating a dead horse at this point because I know I've said this already at the top of the show and you know uh i think that his style it is definitely like it, it's a killer be killed type style it's like you're either yeah. gonna go there and you're gonna get a highlight real finish or you might end up on the other side of that the problem with this guy is he's got 25 ko's and 11 straight finishes so it's not like he's got a 50 50 record i mean he's a phenomenal fighter it's just alex could be the guy they might have to make him make adjustments to his overall game. But I've loved his style since the days he fought in Japan. I was a huge fan when he came over. Karen Bryan makes fun of me. She thinks I got a crush on the guy. Like, if you go look at the tweet that I put up to ask for fan questions, of course, we had to oh, I saw, yeah. yeah. She had to slide in with a little joke about it. But I've, just, I've been a fan of him for a long time. Big, big, yeah. uh, big, big Yuri Proska guy. 
Well, I mean, and, and you should be. These are the kind of guys, these are the kind of personalities that we want in the UFC, right? I mean, a guy that just embodies this samurai spirit, even though he's like 6'6", 205 pounds, just massive human being, but just has this gentleness about him, but also has this secret serial killer type energy coming at him, fights recklessly like you're talking about, spinning attacks, looks like he's dead and out of the fight, and then will come back and, and win against somebody like Glover with a rear naked choke, like, just the indomitable spirit of the guy is noteworthy. And the stoicism of Alex Pereira is noteworthy. This this is a, a clash of two interesting human beings, man, and amazing fighters. It's it's an awesome fight. But I, to answer the question, I, I didn't think that he would be consistently being seen in title fights because I, that style is so wild and reckless that I thought he would have highlight finishes like you're talking about, but I thought he had been maybe finished a couple times by now. And he hasn't, he's shown the durability. Unfortunately, his shoulder showed that it didn't yeah, have that was a durability that was injuries crept up. And that is going to be the big question mark for a lot of us on Saturday is how is that shoulder doing? How is he after a long layoff like this? We know he's mentally tough. I'm not too worried about that. The, the mind might be right. Where's the body going to respond, especially when you're getting hit by somebody like Alex Pereira? But I'm here to find out, and I hate that I even have to um, know that one of these guys is going to lose because I'm a massive fan of both guys like you. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I could kind of touch on that a little, Paul. You know, when I fought Kevin Holland, I'm coming yeah. off a layoff, and Kevin Holland will fight once a month if he can. Um, I can totally like relate to that. My beer. Oh, nice. I'm jealous. I, I have like, water. Hello. Oh, black spot. But for well, Yuri, like, he's fighting a guy in a he's fighting a guy in a Lex that's been very active, and that plays a big difference in these fights, you know. And for Yuri, he's a guy you're gonna have to shut his lights off to beat him. Like I think that he will will his way to win very very tough fights, and the only way to beat him is I feel like you've got to put his lights out. And if there's any guy that can do it, it's Alex. It's for sure Alex. It's for yeah. sure. It's uh, dude. It's an amazing amazing fight. Round five. How's a good one. That was a good one. What combat sports fight? What combat sports fight from MSG history would you have liked to be at live and commentate? Michael, MSG is littered. I mean, you shouldn't even say littered. Just painted with amazing combat sports history. And I know you had one that, you know, we all know there's some famous ones. What's the one you would be at, Michael? Well, here's a little fact about Madison Square Garden. It used to be a train station until 1891. And then wow. they, constructed, they constructed it into a sports venue specifically for boxing. So if you've ever been to the garden and you look at the way the lights are, they all gear towards a center spot. It, like this arena has been built for combat sports. And if you were to say any other fight aside from Ollie Frazier in 1971, the fight of the century, if you chose any fight outside of that, my friend, you are not a combat sports fan because that would be the fight to be at. And as a commentator, Paul, we, you know, you get to call fights for people, you know, millions of people around the world see, but hundreds of millions of people watched Ali Frazier. Imagine being the guy that gets to call that legendary 15 round war. Man, that's the one, people. Ali Frazier, baby. I'm going to leave it at that, Michael. I can't believe you didn't say Eddie Alvarez and Conor McGregor, but you know. <laughs> I guess I guess Ali Frazier is up there too on the list of fights that I would have wanted to work. 
you're right. What about what about Yoel Romero? And oh, that was in Vegas. Now I was going to say Yoel Romero and, and Izzy, um, but that, I think that was in Vegas. T Mobile. <laughs> now, now I'm making stuff up. Um, oh, but again, guys, I, the the main the main event and co-main, all that has shifted. It's an incredible card, nonetheless. That co-main event is going to be so interesting, and then obviously now. Uh, Alex Pereira and Yuri Proska get to to shine in the main event at the Mad- at Madison Square Garden. It's going to be awesome. And obviously, friends of mine are on the card. Um, awesome prelims. And some of our favorite fighters, BSD. And some of our, I mean, Benoit Santini, my Come favorite on, fighter ever now, is, is on the card. Um, I consider myself just a little bit French now because I've been oh, there twice. And wow. uh, I don't think Benoit Santini knows it, but we're like best friends. So... <laughs> So I feel like if I took a fight, I would have to call him and be like, so when are we training? Like, what's what's the deal here? When are we training? Oh, man, that'd be great. Um, guys, tune in this weekend. I don't even remember yep. the number of this weekend. 296. 295? 295? Oh, 295. 295. My eyes are failing me, Michael. I'm turning 40 in April. You just Things need to get a pair of these, dude. Put some shades on, I, bro. I do. Oh, man. That's <laughs> got a downer look about it though you got to be careful where you go with those on yeah halloween's over better tuck those away <laughs> <laughs> but tune in this weekend guys hit us with your questions we'll send out some tweets we're going to wrap this up next week obviously and talk about the fallout of this whole thing so tune in ufc roundup post your questions i'm paul felder he's michael kiesa 295 is this weekend at the garden let's go